Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I got my friend, Miss Natalie Barrera. Oops, my God, I butchered that, but it's okay because I'm not Spanish. I'm going to make this real short and sweet. First, we start talking about abs because there's no way, there's no way that she has better abs than me like all these years running, which is, I don't know if it's more good for her or embarrassing for me, but <laughs> whatever. Then we get into how she's been like one of the MVPs of Encore Beach Club six years and running. It's a lot to get into. I don't want to take up too much time because it's a pretty long podcast. She did so well. If you listen close, you'll hear a lot of tips and tricks as to how she's able to do crazy stuff like sell $150,000 package of champagne that includes a Harley or at the end of her shift, probably once a month or once every other month, her entire staff is holding her name in giant letters because she got some over tip of like $20,000. It's wild. I mean, I'm going to shut up so you guys can hear it for yourselves. <laughs> I hope you all enjoy. Don't forget to rate, share, subscribe to this podcast, and I will catch you soon. Or if you listen that long, at the end. <laughs> Bye. Yes. <laughs> Hi. Natalie. Yes. Thanks for jumping on the podcast. How are you? Good. I'm excited. Right? Okay. So abs, obviously, they're painted on that you're lying to everybody. Oh, wait. Actually, do you know people who, like, take the fat out of their bellies? Yes. I've actually seen that a lot. Do you do that? What? No. So, no. I mean, I ain't hating that people got to do it, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never do anything like that. Uh, yeah, but you could totally tell when it is because they're just walk because they're walking around and it looks like they're constantly flexing. Like you pull it, pull fat from somewhere and you put it somewhere else, right? Yeah, like girls put putting in their butt. That is easy to spot. Really? You know, I I feel like I'm getting better at it, but listen, there's so many different things you could do now. There's like filler stuff. There's fat transfers there's implants there's i don't even know but it's it's a lot uh you could spot them what is it like the jiggle oh yeah for sure like when it doesn't <laughs> move when people walk it's like mm, mm, that cheeks work i mean a lot of it too that you can kind of tell is like the dip like on the side of the butt like that's natural but huh. let me tell you these girls are making it hard for everybody else because you could have a big butt and then when you see somebody that has injections, it looks so perfect that it just makes you feel like you got no cheeks. What? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Dang. We, I'm sure in Miami, it's probably like 10 times worse. That's actually very true. It's big in Miami. It hasn't made its way all the way to Vegas. I think people in Vegas just aren't aware. But how'd you get to Vegas? Where are you from? Ooh, so I'm from Reno, Nevada. So it's up north. It's completely different. Yeah. Um, Reno is like downtown Reno is like Fremont, yes. but, but dead and quiet. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I thought I have three sisters, but the two oldest had like moved to Vegas a couple years before. Okay. And I long time ago, my dream was I, I want to own a bar one day. So I wanted to work in nightlife to kind of get the feel for it. So I asked my brother-in-law if he can um, 
Wait, this is so weird. I literally just had deja vu. Is this weird? That's awesome. Crazy. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> so I had asked my brother-in-law um, about like where's like a good place to apply. And he told me, uh, he's like, hey, why don't you just work at a day club? I was like, what the hell is a day club? I didn't even know what that was. Damn. So he, I didn't have any social media at all. I had no Facebook. No, and I didn't even know what Instagram was. Were you 21? Oh my God. At this time I was like 24. What? Yeah. I was just. No Instagram at 24 years. No Facebook at 24. No, no, nothing. So he like sent me a screenshot and it was like a flyer. And so I started to look it up online. And the first thing that came up was like just images from like Encore Beach Club and all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really weird. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can work in a bikini. I was nervous about that. But I just ended up booking a flight and I went to auditions and I had no idea what I was doing. I literally showed up in a dress with heels. I was ready <laughs> to be interviewed like a real job. Yeah. I'm standing there in line. And everybody's beautiful. Everybody looks great. But these girls were in, like, trench coats. They were in sweats, Ugg boots. I felt so out of place. I just standing there, I felt like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, this is <laughs> this is so bad. So we get back. Like, I, I do the interview process where, obviously, you have to change into your bikini. And get this. I wore, like, a, like a, like a bikini that didn't show that much skin. So all these girls were wearing tiny little bottoms. And I was wearing bottoms that covered most of my butt. Because, I mean, I have a bigger butt than most girls. I didn't want it out there. So I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, my God. I felt so. <laughs> I felt like, horrible. Yeah. I kid you not. So the next day, I had another um, audition. I went to the mall right after. And I bought a smaller bikini. And I, I did what I saw. I was like, okay, I got a smaller bikini. I ended up going comfortable because I realized that it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It's what it's how you look in a bikini. Correct. <sighs> yeah. So that was it. So I met a couple of people in line and I went to my, I don't even know what places I auditioned for, to be honest, but I met uh, All of T- them. Tiffany. I met Tiffany in line, which we ended Which Tiff? Tiffany um, Finn? Tiffany Hill? Tiffany Hill. Oh, Yeah. I wanted to call her Tiffany Hall, but no, Tiffany Hill. <laughs> um, so I met Tiffany in line, and she was telling me, she's like, hey, girl. She's like, are you going to come next week? I was like, no, I was just, I just booked a flight for this week. She's like, no, you should definitely come next week. It's for Marquee. We should go together. So we exchanged wow. numbers. I went back to Reno. I got no callbacks. And at the time, like I told myself I was not going to move to Vegas unless I had a job. So yeah. I booked another flight, came the following week. I did my interview process at Marquee and I went from one interview to another one. They had me stay for another one. And I was there for about like four hours. And when by my fourth interview, I kind of had a feeling like, okay, I got the job. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because why else would I be there? Because I'm standing there and everybody <laughs> else is walking out of the room mm-hmm. and I'm, I just kept getting interviewed. So they handed me a piece of paper. They're like, okay, go upstairs real quick. Um, you're going to have to fill out a couple papers. I'm like, okay. So I go up there and the lady asked me questions. I fill out some paperwork. She hands me a paper. She's like, you have to take a drug test. I'm like, okay, perfect. So I'm like, wait, 
if I pass this drug test, does that mean I, I, I got the job? She's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, oh, my God. And I knew at that moment I got a job because I've never done a drug in my life. So <laughs> I was so happy because everybody was telling me that you can only get a job if you, like, sleep with somebody or you know somebody. So Oof. It's tough to get into. Yeah, no, it was definitely stressful. I mean, all right, so from then, you got hired at Marquee. What was your first year like? Did you just, like, sit back and watch everybody? Or did I you was, just jump in and say, hey? No, I, my first year at Marquee was insane because I never saw money like that in my entire life. Like, obviously, I knew people were wealthy and whatever, but I've never seen people spend money the way that they do in Vegas. I was, yeah. I remember... I looked at the menu. I'm like, oh, my God, a 500 bottle of <laughs> vodka. And then after the gratuity and everything, they're spending like 800 bucks. Like, this is crazy. So I remember working there. And, you know, we worked together. There was one day yeah. somebody came in and their bill was at like 800000 And you what? don't remember this? Like, I forgot who it was. I want to say his name was Jeff. Anyways, they were ordering food from STK. Oh, Passing yeah. it to everybody. Everybody in the club had a bottle of vodka, a bottle of Dom, a bottle of Vuv. The They ordered 100 nachos. The chefs were, like, losing their mind. It was God. insane. And I feel like that's when I really realized, like, oh, my God, there's so much more to life that I had not seen or experienced. So I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is this? All in this one street. Yeah, it was crazy. But... Yeah, I, it took me a while, though, to, like, break into it. But once I did, I was killing it. Yeah. Do you have, like, a background in sales? No. I, I, no, not at all. I'm just a people person, and I think I'm just really good at service. That's all. I think I'm a hard yeah. worker. Like, literally, there was one day somebody was out. Like, I think um, they had – coming to Marquee, it was already closing time. It was dark outside, and – the manager was like, get up there, go have a glass of champagne. And I was like, oh, I was like, can I just suck the I was like, can I just suck <laughs> the refrigerators? And I walked around with a little cart and I was filling up the refrigerators with like Red Bulls, cleaning everything while the girls are getting wasted yep. in the cabanas. Oh, the good old yeah, days. Yeah, that's how I started off. Dang. Uh, and then is it still like nervous? Nerve-wracking for you to go to auditions every year? Yeah, every time. Even though now the managers know how I work. They know exactly, like, they know my personality. They know everything. And still to this day, it's, it's super nerve-wracking because you don't know what they want, if they want, like, a different look that year or – I don't know. You just never know. Yeah. Whew. And then you went from Marquee to Encore Beach Club, yeah? Yes, yeah, so I worked at Marquee one full year because um, they tend to let go more than, what, half of the staff at the end of the season. And mm -hmm. they keep on a few. And once they keep you on, they, they keep you forever. So I got kept on through the wintertime. <laughs> and my mm -hmm. best friend, Janie, convinced me to go to the Encore Beach Club auditions with her. I did not want to. I'm like, there's no point in me going. I'm not going to get hired. It's like the hardest club to get hired at. So mm -hmm. I just went for support. But we ended up getting it. So from there, <laughs> <laughs> actually, what happened was, we auditioned. We didn't get a call back, but at this time, Omnia was it Omnia? Yeah, Omnia was starting to open up. So what happened was we got an email saying, "Congratulations, you guys got the job." And then we get another email within 
I don't know, a few hours saying, so sorry, sent the wrong email. Yeah, it totally sucked. But a few months, like, I want to say a month into the season, I got a phone call from the GM at the time. And he was like, hey, we want to offer you the position. And I turned it down when I was on the phone with him. And he was so upset. He's like, excuse me? What do you mean? What's wrong? And I was like, well, I'm great at Marquee. I already do a great job there. Uh, And I was like, I'm scared of guest list. And he's like, you'll be fine. He's like, I can't believe you just said that to me. He's like, I'm going to give you one more opportunity to take it. (laughs) Yeah, I felt pressured. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll take it. And Janie and I ended up getting it. But what happened was Omnia was opening up. So four girls left Encore Beach Club to go open up Omnia. And that is the reason why I got a call back. So uh, God bless wow. those girls because <laughs> if it wasn't for them going to Omnia, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it. I feel like that happens every year where people kind of um, hold out for better jobs. And then the managers have to like make decisions based on like somebody failing a drug test or somebody didn't pass their background or when they opened up chaos. Yeah, it's always like that. And then a lot of people like jump ship and they think that, oh, this club is going to do amazing. But then I mean, I feel like it always takes a while, at least a year for a club to get like established. Right. So not in that case. Yeah. But I feel like it's like that with, I mean, chaos was the only one that ended up closing after a year, but Omnia, I think Omnia did good after a year. Yeah. They're still doing well. Same thing with Dre's. Uh, when I worked at Marquee, Dre's was opening up. So a couple girls, a couple girls left to go to Dre's. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, you never tried to go to like Wet Republic? <sighs> you know, I've been to their auditions and that audition is probably the worst because they take so long and they have like these super bright lights on you and then they ask you <laughs> the panel. Yeah. And then th- they're super close and they make you do like a whole little walk thing in front of them. And then they ask you about like, are you a model? Do you do modeling? Do you do this? Do you do that? I mean, I would I take on like Wet Republic? Yeah, but at the same time, no. I'm definitely super dedicated to Encore Beach Club. Oh, yeah. I mean, how long have you been there? Six seasons. Damn. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> you and Lena. Same, did you guys come in the same year? Yes, but I came in a month and a half later. So they had already started. And oh, okay. when I came in, oh wow, you have to do like a whole month of – or I think you have to do two weeks of training. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it took me a while to get on the floor and start selling. Dang. Did you run into any mean girls when you first started at Beach Club? No, because honestly, I think from working at Marquee, like I was like, I'm, I'm already a super hard worker, but I was built for this. Like I am, I'm super fast. <laughs> I, at Marquee, it's like we would put in our orders. We would have to, we handled all the cash. Like we did everything. So mm-hmm. going into Encore, it was the easiest thing. Like I write it on a piece of paper. I sometimes give it to the busser. He drops it. He brings out like product. I'm just there to pour drinks. Like it was, it was so easy that I just, I did really well. So nobody ever gave me any shit because I was just working and I was working hard. Mm. So, so are you one of the mean girls now? No, I, I six think, years well, later, I think people might think that I am, but I'm totally not. I'm all about... Really? I was just talking shit. I don't think anybody thinks you're a mean girl. No, I don't think I am at all. <laughs> yeah, like, if anything, you're the person to go to if you need yeah, to know I think how I, to do it. I think I try to motivate a lot more than anything. But at the same time, yeah. uh, it is really stressful if everybody's working super hard and I look over and you're just, like, standing there. Then that gets really annoying. But 
Yeah, because you're there to make money. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like, I'm not a manager, so I'm not going to go over and be like, excuse me, um, go pick up some trash, go do this, go do that. So (laughs) I just have to hold my tongue. Um, How close are you with, like, the staff, considering, like, every year, six years running, they take back about 50% of people? You know, I think back in the day, it used to be less. And now it's pretty close to, like, 50 and 50 Mm-hmm. Um, so are you close with people? I am. I feel like it's. I've been getting closer with everybody as time goes on. I feel like I have a great relationship mm-hmm. with all the managers. But at the end of the day, I know that they're my manager, so I don't ever like overstep my boundaries or anything like that. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it seems like everybody always has a good time, and I'm assuming like I know it's hard work just for myself. I'm saying from every for everybody mm-hmm. listening, they don't really know like the ins and outs of the job. Is there a stressful part of being a server? Um, I would say the heat is the worst and just being super busy. And I think the most stressful part is if you're going to get sat with a table and they know that this person has a lot of money and there's a lot of potential. And if you don't deliver, that is, that's like the really nerve wracking part about it. Yeah. But I mean, how are you? supposed to deliver like is it because the hosts of the table expects like hey they can spend yeah know, and then you know what's five, crazy 10, 30, be like, oh this person's good for this much money today and the freaking client comes in and they're like i want a small bottle of vodka i only want this i only want that and you're like great so then so then you got to figure out a way to try to make something happen but yeah that's definitely the most stressful part about it yeah uh so piggybacking off that i always see <laughs> it's like i'll see an entire everybody all the staff from encore beach club will be posting the same thing and it's always your name <laughs> nat oh yeah <laughs> at the end of a oh, shift yeah, i'm like yo what happened this time <laughs> yeah that's our, i think that's actually really cool what we do so if a girl like performs really well that day if she gets like a huge over tip or she killed it in sales whatever it is uh we do like something nice so we'll do like a presentation for them um mm-hmm. i would say most of the time is because i get over tips a lot like i get like big over tips when you say an over tip i understand what that means but like for anybody listening what would an over what's an over oh yeah tip? so an over tip so on each check i mean it, it's honestly has changed every single year um we used to have mm-hmm. an automatic gratuity of 20 percent. now it's down to 15 percent. so on each bill there's 15 percent auto gratuity and at the end of the day if a guest thought your service was amazing um they can leave you extra money mm-hmm. so yeah at the end of the day i would always get my over tips and i don't know i feel like i'm one of the few that i've gotten i've i get a lot of 20k over tips yes um, i'm out here i'm out here feeding the <sighs> <your> family <laughs> literally providing for the group <laughs> yeah. 20,000 in an overtip? That's. Yeah, there was a table that came and they spent like, I think their bill was at like 100 and something. So he's signing mm-hmm. the bill and I'm going through it. I'm like, oh, if you thought I, lo- if I gave you exceptional service, you can, I can write an additional gratuity for my buster and myself. And as he's writing it down, he puts a two and I'm like, damn, this guy's gonna give me like 2,000. He puts a zero and then he puts a comma. And I put my hand on my face. Are you serious? And he's like, yes, this is fucking happening right now. Signs the bill 20K. I'm like, oh my God. I literally grabbed the check presenter where his bill was and I threw it and I grabbed his hand. I'm like, let's go. He's like, where are we going? I'm like, we're jumping in the pool. And he's like, 
He's like, let's do this. <laughs> I grab his hand and I like throw myself in the pool. Damn. Yeah. But you have to understand though, like 15% on a bill that's already hundred and whatever thousand, like that's a huge over tip. For one exactly. table. Exactly. So I don't see it like, oh, it's just a 20, it's, it's not just a 20K over tip. Like that bill alone already has at least 20,000. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 17,000 oh on it. So it's a huge tip. Yeah, for just your one table, and you probably have two tables. That used to be a thing. Like, um, everybody, there's like uh, five to ten waitresses that, as a busser on the other side, it'd be like, oh, my God. It was like they knew whoever was paired with these people was going to make money, and so they, like, held that over the busser's side. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> They're like, yo, I'm not putting you with Natalie they're not putting anybody that didn't like kill it in guest list with any of you guys. Yeah, because they knew that they were going to benefit you girls. from being with certain yeah. girls. Yeah, which is crazy to like play with people like that. Like what? I don't. I what? We worked together maybe like twice. Uh, at Encore. <laughs> yeah. Did I? Ever no, oh yeah, it's pretty rare. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do that awesome in the guest list thing, but. I was like, oh, I just watched these dudes work with you and you're doing but, all the work. You know, I do do a lot of the work, but you know what they have to, they know to the managers or at least the guys who do like the floor chart is that if they mm. know I'm going to be really busy that day, they cannot give me somebody that's bad because I already, I don't wait. So if I need juices or I need something, I'm not just going to wait for my buster. Like if I know he's busy, I'm going to go get them myself or I'm going to like help him out with opening beers to like just make service a lot faster yeah yeah so yeah they definitely know not to put me with somebody that is just gonna like slack off but i think yeah. are you calling me no, a slouch? never <laughs> <laughs> but i think a lot of the guys know that i will make them money that they kind of expect it and then they kind of slack off because they know one thousand really? percent and i've been noticing it like more and more now yeah well because like you get a presentation for how much money you make for everybody. And that's all over Instagram. And then I'm like, yo, what's happening? And it's like always the same situation. Um, somebody gave us a bunch of money. And so when you get paired with you, I guess it's a little, re it's a little like relieving to know at the end of the day, she's going to be trying to help me out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I talked to Chrissy. Mm hmm um, for Marky about the same thing, how when people expect her to make them money and they can just kind of just, you know, they can coast a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. I have noticed that a lot. I'm kind of like, all right, this is messed up, but I think it's like just part of it. Yeah. I mean, it comes with it, I guess. I just like, I just need somebody that wants to work hard. And at the end of the day, I will work harder to get you a tip because, because yeah. I know you busted your ass off all day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have favorite people to work with? Um, I'm sure. I don't know if you can name them. Put on them the on guys? Blast. Everybody no, there's else. there's some guys that obviously I work better with. But there's definitely a good handful that I absolutely do not like working with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Security is a big one. I think, I think a lot of people don't ever talk about security. You need to have a good security friend. Because when stuff goes down. And I'm one of those. I'm one of those workers that if something is going on with the table. I rarely get management involved because I know it's my table. It's my section. Like I can handle what, whatever's going on. So yeah. And especially with like a security guard and they have your back. Cause you know, guys like sometimes step out of line and they touch you or whatever. Oh yeah, they do. So, and they're quick to be like, Hey, and say something and they have your back. So 
Like I've had it where I like somebody has touched me and I'll go and say something to security host and they immediately kick them out. Yeah. It's yeah. stuff like that. So it's nice when you have a good security host by you. Uh, do you have like, um, I mean, cause I'm sure by now six years in, I don't even know if they keep that many busters from that long, but you know, like I'm sure work when they work mm-hmm. with you, it was like, pfft. They knew they had it made. Oh yeah, for sure. I one of my first busters was actually Hunter, which now he's a manager, but he did. Oh yeah, yeah. he was my main guy. Uh, he did great, and it was we worked really well together. Dope. And now he's managing. Like, yeah, now Hunter's he's doing his thing. Up in the yeah, he's doing um, right now. He's the GM of EBC at night. But oh, he yeah. started off as a bus, like a busser, a bus lead, and then now he and then he went to. He was a buster manager, I think, after that. Yeah, I don't know. But he's he's definitely been stepping up every single year, which is great. Dope. Hunter and we were I used to work with Stormy at uh Marquee too. You know what? I think Mark Marquee is always like the first job. But it's For yeah, everyone. but it's the best. It's the best place to learn everything, really understand. And they I, I think they just do a great job with everything. Yeah, it's like a fa- everybody that comes on the podcast is like a family. Oh, vibe. for sure. I remember when I first got my very first envelope because back in the day, everything was cash. And I remember opening up that first envelope and I was in my apartment, like screaming, like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, fuck you, Reno. I'm never coming. I'm never coming back. I'm gone. I'm rich. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you deal like, Whenever somebody comes in and you know, obviously if they're spending a lot of money, you're going to be put in the cabanas where the highest minimums are at. Do you have any like routines or like whenever you, you know that it's like a 5, 10, 15, 20K minimum, like how do you like get motivated to do that? Um, so what I, I, I kind of said daily goals. Really? Yeah, for myself, definitely. I'll look at a menu. I'm like, oh, okay, today I'm going to push Dom. Today I'm going to push PJ or whatever. So I set daily goals. And when it, I think when you put it into your head early in the morning and you're focusing on that, it honestly, I would say nine times out of ten, it always works. You just got to really? push yourself. Yeah. Well, at least I, at least I noticed for myself. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> when I was talking to Lena, I was like, I always see Natalie writing stuff down. I heard that. No, and you know what I do actually? I'm not writing down like Natalie must sell this. What I'm writing down is in my calendar, I make like a little calendar that shows the whole month and then how many shifts are within that month and the least amount of money I should be making that entire month and what out of after all my bills are paid, how much I should be t- like saving. Damn. So that's actually what I'm doing. <laughs> you're doing your finances while you're waiting for tables to come up. <laughs> no, I swear to God, that's what I do. And I think that's another thing that like really motivates me to sell more because I'm like, I got to make money. You only have seven months to make this insane amount of money. You work three days a week. So yeah, like you have to want it and work hard and push yourself. And if you want to come back the next year, yeah, you better be doing a good job. Mm damn that's dope uh do other girls like take that and and maybe like copy you a little bit or not oh do the same thing Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I mean, I've seen girls. Um, I've actually have seen girls that actually write stuff down, but I never really pay attention to it. But no, I can definitely tell like a girl's like, oh my God, like this week I really want to sell this. I'm like, yeah, do a girl. So oh. yeah, they definitely, I like when girls ask me for advice and stuff like that, because I think it truly helps. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, why not ask from somebody who's really good at it? Like, hey, um, I notice everybody does presentations for you every month. You mind giving me some of that, <laughs> some of that info? I'm trying to do that for us too. What, 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 what you got up your sleeve, girl? What do you do? Seriously. Yeah. Um, do you have any routines like before or after work, like to to like unwind and stuff? No, my routine no. though at work is that I try to have like an energy drink around mm-hmm. like two thirty three because the DJ usually comes on at um, three thirty. Mm-hmm. So by the time the energy drink kicks in. I am like, I have my second wind and I'm going for it because once the DJ comes on, that's really when the energy picks up Mm -hmm. and within you have two hours to make the most money because if obviously that's when it's the highest energy Mm -hmm. right after the DJ's off, everybody's kind of over it and wants to leave. Yeah. It's an exodus. Like, so I think that's actually a really good strategy of mine. That I just kick it into like third gear. I'm like, let's do this. I remember being in there and the uh, cocktail manager would be like, ladies, are we doubling those minimums? Oh, and that is, yes, I actually loved when my manager would do that. It was the best thing ever because she would get us pumped. She would say like, hey, ladies, we have this much in minimums. If everybody doubles it. We're making this much today. So by three o'clock, I want all the minimums doubled. If not, you have to already hit your minimum. Whoa. Yeah. So that was actually really motivating too, because, and she never did it in a mean way. She never made you feel, if, if like, let's say if you weren't there yet, she wouldn't mm-hmm. make you feel bad. She, oh, that's it, cool. it, was, it was motivating. So she would walk around like 10 minutes to three and she'd be like, okay, l- let me see your tabs. What are your minimums? Where are they at? okay, well, maybe you should focus more on that table. And, da, 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 da. and she would go around and do that. So again, it would just like pump you up throughout the day, which was great. Yeah, and it helps you all make more money. Exactly. And it kind of keeps everybody on their toes because they know that the manager's going to walk by and be like, hey, ladies, what are you doing? Where are we at? What are we doing? Yeah. After work, you don't like unwind anyway? Like, you know, listen to... Um, I, I drive home. I drive... <laughs> yes. I literally was going to say that. I drive home in the silence. I get food and I don't want to talk because all day long <laughs> I'm like yelling because we wear earplugs. So I'm ye- yeah. like the music's loud. So I'm yelling. And then all day I'm like, so what do you do? Where do you live? Oh, are you guys friends? <laughs> do you guys all go to college together? That's cool. <laughs> cool. I love Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> How's Detroit? It's pretty cold out there, right? Uh, so. At the end of the day, I just, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do anything. It's okay. draining. Yes, it is. Yeah. Do you take time to recover with your time off? Like the three or four days you're not working? No, I'm Mexican. I got energy all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm made to work. Oh, my God. Do you have a, all right, so what's your favorite brand to sell? Oh, my favorite brand to sell? I actually, one year. I sold, you know, no, it does change. My first year at Encore, I sold a lot of PJ. Mm. Another year, I sold a lot of Moet Ice. And then my last really good year was um, Dom Perignon. 
Really? Yes. Why? How does it switch? Or is it just like you decided or you like something about these brands differently? Um, yeah, I don't know what it was. I just kind of noticed that once I was selling one thing, that's all mm-hmm. I wanted to sell. I just wanted to always push that brand. And it just happened for me. Do the brand reps contact you guys at all? Or like for selling a million dollars worth of their No, product? but honestly, like when Moet Ice came in, like one table, I sold 50 bottles of Moet Ice. Yikes. And that was one table. And I'm telling you, like th- that whole season, I was really pushing it. It was... Yeah, that was like my main one for one year. But um, obviously, Moet Ice, um, their price point is like, it's, it's less. It's like a midway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think I was selling it a lot more because I was selling it to everybody. I mean, obviously, right. you have different clientele. So I would be selling different bottles. But I was selling it all the time because if I had a lily pad that was like a $1,000 minimum or whatever it is, like I was just, that was my brand. Nice. They need to reach out. You need, like, I don't know why brand reps don't talk to you guys all the time. I think if I was a rep, I would be like, hey, who was the girl that sold our product the most and incentivize them? I guarantee you girls would probably work harder to become their ambassador. I don't know. <laughs> right. Or at least like put a face to uh, like what's happening. Like, hey, who, who's selling this product? I, you know, at least to say hi and say thanks. Or what's your trick? Or yeah. can we take you know take a picture with you in a bottle or something? Because over the course of a year, you know what I mean? Even to sell like $100,000 in one specific champagne, like that's – what? That's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Maybe we should tell them, huh? And I'm su- All right. Watch. I'm going to start reaching out to these people and saying, hey. No, I uh, think that's great. It, it's, it seems like they're missing out on – uh, like a key part because there's been um competitions or contests right like if you whoever sells the most yeah red Grey bull Goose, does a good Magnum. job oh wow just yeah red that's, bull. that's easy yeah red bull does a good job but they don't do it based off of one girl they do it based off of the whole team so they'll be like all right excess is competing with encore beach club whoever sells the most red bulls um we'll get like get a trip a- to pirate cove yeah yeah did you go on that no <laughs> I mean, I don't. I just remember hearing about it, and everybody's like, "Let's go, we got to get it." And there'd be like forty-seven Red Bulls at one table with six people. I'm like, "What?" what? <laughs> or two people, and they have like four cases of Red Bull. Yeah, they they were smart. <laughs> these other brands, they need to get on that. Watch, I'm gonna reach out to these these people. No, yeah, you definitely should. Um, I was gonna say, I mean, they they do come in and they do a lot of champagne training, which is amazing, and it does it does help sell product if you really pay attention and you actually absorb all that information, but mm-hmm. it's good. What's your favorite brand to drink? My favorite brand to drink as in, I mean, I'm a tequila drinker. Of course. Um, champagne. I like all champagne. I do really? not like Moet uh, nectar. Oh, okay. It's way too sweet for me. Oh, yeah, that's well, the that's the only one that I don't like. And your favorite brand of tequila? Ooh, what do you think it is? <laughs> no, I actually really if, if I go out to a bar, I always ask for uh, Don Julio Añejo. Ah, that's really? what I like. I mean, obviously, nineteen forty two and all that is like 
amazing. It's delicious. But if I'm being real, if I just go to a bar at a restaurant, that's what I'm ordering. Yeah, if I'm not trying to drop like forty bucks at a drink. Yeah, and in Vegas, nice. in Vegas is so expensive that when I went back to Reno one day with like my friends, I uh, I was like shots for everybody because one shot is like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So how much is a, is a bottle of 1942 in a club? Oh my god, <laughs> that much? Yeah, no, it's expensive. Um, I mean, it has well, to be see, this, this year. Is, just this is here. the thing. So I think it's normally. Oh my god, you're testing me on my pricing right now. Sucka! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so the bottle is fifteen hundred, but Ooh. after tax and gratuity, it's like twenty three hundred dollars for a bottle of nineteen forty two, regular size yes. or magnum. So that is a seven fifty milliliter, and then a magnum, which is one point seven five, that is three thousand. So with tax and gratuity and the venue fee that we have, you are spending a good. What is it? So like four grand, like forty two hundred dollars. Yikes! Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's like a big thing too. Is that when people are spending that kind of money, they should be getting like the best service. It's a lot. It's expensive. Yeah, that's that's part of it. Like the you know you go there, you have the the crowd, you got your own section, you got the this you know world famous DJ. And then mm-hmm. these, you know, all these pretty people are just here to serve you and make sure you have a good time with all of your friends, make sure they're all taken care of. I mean, stupid stuff like folding people's clothes after they jump in the pool. No, everything makes a difference. Arranging all their stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, noticed I that. think that was that's a big why. Thing at Beach Club. Oh, a huge thing. I think that's why. I think that's one of the reasons why I do so well. It's because I, when I give great service, I'm like always on top of everything, but I'm also like mm-hmm. the life of the party. So, but at the end of the day, like, let's say John is stumbling out. I know which phone is his and I know what shirt he came in. So I'll be like, Hey, your shirt or whatever. So I, I, Dang. yeah, I pay attention to the little things that make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Details, details, all details. in the details. <laughs> What's the biggest presentation you ever sold? The biggest presentation. Oh, I did the Harley. Oh, shit. Well, I know so, what that oh, is. Oh, I'm sorry. So, the Harley is one of our packages. It's called the Midlife Crisis. So, you get a Harley <laughs> You get a Harley Davidson presentation. A real one. Yes, it's huge. Um, but it's like a mini parade around the whole club. But the guy didn't really want that big of a show. And he didn't want the bottle either. He just wanted the presentation. So he, so they cut the price down. So he spent 80,000. What? Yeah. And I think normally it's 150. Okay. So yeah. So thousand dollars. Yeah. So 80,000. And that was pretty much it. Sweet deal. So super sweet deal. (laughs) You want to jump on this Harley and just ride around real quick around the club? Wow, and they get to keep the Harley, right? So, well, they don't get to keep that one. They get a credit to Harley Davidson, and they can oh, go okay. pick out whatever bike they want. I mean, there's a budget, obviously. Yeah, uh, I th- one time a guest gifted the Harley to his server. Yes, correct? and she's actually, I think since I've been there, she's the only one that's actually sold the package. Wow. Yeah, so she sold the $150,000 package, and the the table was like you know what we don't even want the harley you could have it 
So, uh, yeah, so she ended up meeting them at Harley Davidson and they just gave it to her. <sighs> yeah. That's dope. I remember working one time, somebody had a huge minimum and the guy was like, I'll get the Harley package if I can drive it into the pool. <laughs> and it was like, well, how are you going to do that? Like, well, you can't. And like, well, can you set it in my, um, my, my spa? that's at my table like the jacuzzi that's at my table can you set it in there oh my gosh and we're like no what are you doing he's like well i just want it like to be in the pool it's kind of crazy though that like people have all these like crazy requests i mean and some clubs are obviously willing to work with you Mm -hmm. yeah well yeah like if they're spending a hundred thousand dollars like they can be a little picky for sure (laughs) (laughs) do you have a um a fit like so that that's the biggest presentation you've sold. Do you have a favorite package to sell? Like a go-to? Mm, no, I really don't sell the packages. I actually, I do more like my own. So I'll say, hey, um, like this package is like 30 grand, but it's just like one bottle. How about I bring you 30 bottles of Dom and like, and, and oh, we damn. do that package. But I mean, it ends up being a little bit more expensive. Like, it's always maybe like a couple thousand more than what the actual package mm-hmm. is. But, like, hyping them up, like, yeah, that gets them to do it. And you're giving them more than, like, it's just when yeah, somebody takes the because, time to say, hey, this is what you might like, Yeah. then it just adds to it. Yeah, but then if you see, like, like one package could be, like, uh, a six liter of whatever champagne. But if you're getting 15 bottles of champagne, that's 15 liters. But it's a lot easier... yeah to pour it out or spray it i don't know what (laughs) gosh pouring those 12 15 liters i'm like okay i have sold um two three liters of ace one was a regular brew and one was a rosé and these bottles are insanely expensive right those are the most expensive bottles that we carry and how much are they oh jesus here we go again which is like ballpark me. Yeah, I don't need to know. Like, oh, it's exactly thirty seven hundred. Like, oh yeah. my gosh! But, so a bottle of if it's like a three liter, I think they're usually like thirty thousand something like that. I don't know. It's expensive. All right, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so the table was going nuts. There was so much energy. Everybody's going crazy, like stumbling because they're drunk and just having a good time that I, this, I'm like unanimous for doing this. I crack open the bottles and I just start spraying the shit out of it. (laughs) And my managers are like, their eyes are like busting out of their head. They're like, no, but, and then the guys will just start like going crazy like yeah spray that shit like you have to know your customer Damn. obviously but i'm i'm known for that i'm just like yeah have fun go crazy we're gonna spray 20 grand you're not even gonna right drink now. it i'm just gonna pour it all over your body <laughs> oh my and they love it oh my they, god they, they love it they love it that at the end of the day they're like i had so much fun and they just keep giving you compliments because they had the best time of their lives that's at the end of the day that's what it's all about the experience it's all about the experience do you have a favorite guest that you served like a favorite customer or you know what i mean i don't know if you mm. probably a few by all these years into it or like memorable um guests i mean i've had people like come back um oh i'm sure yeah but i don't know i mean 
it's kind of crazy because as much as they rate like their waitress, like, oh, is she hot? Does she have a good body? Is she actually doing a good job? We do the same thing with the guest. Oh, really? Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, my God, my table was so lame today. Like, I tried to give them a shot and they didn't want it. Like, they, <laughs> like it's stuff like that. But if my table is super cool, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm thanking them. Like, you guys were amazing. You guys were so much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. So meeting, I was talking to Nick Cardenas, a host of Encore Beach Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was telling me that he's built, like, a clientele list, like, into the thousands in these four years yeah, or he's five been, years. Yeah, he's been growing a lot of clientele. Yeah, I mean, and he was th- saying how much work it is to be out all the time and, and not turning much down. Like, when people want to do stuff, he's like, I'm there. Let's do it. I'll, you know, I'll be there. Like, how has networking or the, the amount of people that you meet, has that helped you at all? Uh, with... Anything outside of, like, the club? Do you keep in contact with anybody? Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I keep in contact with, like, a few people. Not too much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's kind of – I think it's a lot harder when you're a girl because sometimes they expect you to, like, go and hang out with them and actually, like, try to date them or I don't know what. I always – in my mind, I'm always thinking they want more than just a friendship. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure they are. Oh, 100%. So, I, I, yeah, I always kind of, like, I, I have, like, a – big thing where I don't like giving out my number at work. I try to like separate that. But then there's like a few where they're really cool. They come into Vegas a lot where you are going to see them. So it's, you know, and they actually do end up becoming your friend. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, yeah, I think it's kind of hard with being a girl and like just knowing what the guy's expectations really are. Mm, Scoundrels. Yeah. And I I ain't the girl. So (laughs) yeah. I could imagine. Uh, it ain't gonna um, happen. So when I was talking to uh, Lena, she told me about. She was like, "Oh, I one time, like I almost fell with the bottle, and she sent me the video." Oh my god! I, I made her, a like, I made a boomerang of it. Uh, so funny. Well, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to post it on your thing. <laughs> and do you? So do you have any experiences like that where it's like kind of not embarrassing, but you know, shit got wild only... for half a second. <laughs> no, I've... and she saved that bottle. She yes. <laughs> really did. That's um, dope. No, I've never dropped a bottle. I've never done anything like that. I've actually, I felt really bad, and it wasn't my table. I went over to like my neighbor. Um, she she got sad, and there was like a bunch of dudes, and they were like, "I want a bottle of, um, of the Ciroc, the red one, of Redberry." They're like, I want Redberry. And at this time, like, we had just cleared out most of our Ciroc flavors because they weren't that popular. Mm-hmm. So we are like, oh, we don't have it anymore. Luckily, one of the barbacks found it. And it was the last bottle in the entire wow. club. And one of the guys, I was pouring drinks, and one of the guys took a shot from the bottle, bottle and he set it down. But when he set it down, was at the very edge of the table. Mm-hmm. So when I went to when I went to turn to get ice, it was right there and it knocked over and it was like slow motion. Like the bottle just <laughs> fell off and it shattered and the cabana smell amazing. But all the all their faces. <laughs> Red berries to rock. Oh my god, their face. Uh, I felt so bad. That was the only time I've ever like dropped the ball for sure. I mean, whatever, get a different flavor. 
I know. And then actually what ended up happening, I think they approved it and they went into the like casino and they ended up getting one because they felt really bad. But I felt I felt horrible. <laughs> mm. Do you have a favorite mem- um, like guest experience or like a, a favorite time, one of your favorite times from work? Uh, I have a lot. I would say the most memorable. Every day is pretty much amazing. It, so it, No, it really is. I th- yeah. Um, one of the biggest thing that stuck out and it wasn't my table, but everybody was involved with it. There was a couple that had gotten married and the guy had stage four cancer. Were you there during this? Uh, I don't know. Can, I don't know. Anyway, so they had a cabana. This guy had been diagnosed with like stage four cancer and was going to pass away within like months. So, oh, they wanted to get married. So they literally called in somebody efficient to come in and wed them at Encore Beach Club. Oh, what? I was not there for that. Yes. And we did like a whole thing and like a whole wow. big presentation. We were like throwing like rose petals. It was, I've never experienced anything like that, but I guess like that was That's like cool. one of his favorite places to go because he had like always a great time. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was a big one. Damn. Yeah, I never. I, I don't think I wasn't really at Encore for too long. You weren't at Encore for too long. We went like yeah, one like, year. Um, Two. I can't like a, a, a season and a half. Yeah. yeah, I came in August. I started in. Oh no, I came in um, Labor Day, and then I was. I just like went one full year from that. Mm, yeah, and, and then was, and then yeah. you're out here moving overseas, living the life. Uh. Yeah, yeah, pretty. That was, that was pretty much dope. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it it was fortunate that all these things uh, lined up at one time. I didn't plan on moving to London or any of that. I didn't plan on leaving Encore Beach Club, to be honest. But it was like so worth it. I feel like, and I mean, oh my you could say you freaking lived in London. That's amazing. Bloody hell. Oh, yes. Um, I was I was going to try to do my accent thing, and I listened to Lena's podcast, and she did the same thing. <laughs> I know. Well, she, she said, where, where am I, Sunny? <laughs> she's, she's the worst person. I can't even do it. Oh. No, no, no. You can do no, it. No, I can do it. I'm just on the spot that I can't. The thing is, I did, when she put me on the spot was the first time I was even going to, like, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Sure thing. Here you go, Lena. He said, where's my sunnies? <laughs> I still laugh at that. <laughs> she's the best. You guys are really close, yeah? Yeah. She's, um, I mean, the first year that I started working at Beach Club, we did start the same season. I came in later, but mm-hmm. we really didn't get close until the sec- our second year. Uh, okay. Was it just from like, That's- hey, this girl works my speed? and Yeah. Then we started talking more. And then after that, we just kind of like hit it off and then. Our group of friends um, started going to other clubs. So then it ended mm-hmm. up just being her and I. And then since then, we're called the Dream Team. Ow. We we are. I, I should brag about that because it's a big deal. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a big we're deal. We're kind of a big no, deal. <laughs> Not like, but, you know, when you guys, when you go to Encore Beach Club, like you two, there's a, there's a handful of you, but definitely, you know, You've been there for six years. You guys have to be rock stars in order to get your job back the second year. Yeah. Right. So six times in, it's like, yo, these people are the they're like the goats of this venue. So show love. Yes. 
We, Bow down. We work. We work hard. What um what makes a good server in your opinion? Your energy. Really. One hundred percent. I think your energy has a lot to do with it. Yeah, people always say like like oh like good. I I'm big on like vibes. So if you if you just have yeah. good energy and then you bring that to the table because like, the worst thing can you imagine spending twenty thousand on a table and your waitress is just. I oh, do you want another drink? Okay, here you go. Like, no, like I, I'm always, I have high energy. I'm honestly kind of the party. I'm the one. Right. Like you're forcing exactly. it. Exactly. Like if happen. people don't want to take a shot, I'm like, you're in Vegas. Just do it. It's one shot. Just do it. <laughs> so damn. And they're like, and yes, then they're like, I love then they girl. look at me and they're like, okay, fine. A couple of shots in, then they're having the time of their life. Cause I honestly, and Lena knows this about me. If you just see me kind of standing there and like it's really busy, or I'm just looking around. I'm literally soaking it in. I'm like looking across the pool deck really? and I'm watching this like guy dance like all crazy. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, wow, this guy's having so much fun on his vacation. Like this makes me so happy. <laughs> I show my blessings all the time, but I I truly enjoy love seeing people have a good time. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what makes a good busser? <sighs> You just are up to speed and you actually shut the fuck up and run no, around. No, you I honestly love when they interact with the table too. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's well, like a big I, thing. Yeah. For um, sure. It helps. Yeah, and just being on top of it. And then I love when like when they just get it. I don't know. Like I could be I can look over and like if if we hear somebody say, Hey, we should take shots and they don't ask me, they don't do anything, they just go and get the shaker and come back with it. That type of stuff I love, or I, I'm very big on, I don't like waiting until I, until somebody asks for something. I like being ahead of the game. So if people order, like I always have napkins stocked. I have like towels above the refrigerator just in case if something spills and I need to like clean it up. I already have like straw. I have everything that I know eventually somebody's going to ask me for. I don't like waiting Damn. until they ask me and then I'm super busy and then it takes me longer to get it. Right, like you got to get ahead. I'm always ahead, yeah. So, and then I don't like waiting until a bottle is completely empty to then ask for another one. I would rather have it be pretty close to it being done, and then I'll be like, "Hey, we need to get another bottle. Like, let's get this in here." I just like just doing everything fast. Whew. So my buster should be the, the buster should be the same thing. And if they're like that, then yeah, they'll be, they'll be making a lot of money. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, until we got capped. Yeah, that was a. That, I felt bad. Yeah, I get. What are you I do? get it. I I totally get it from like a manager, um, point do of view. That? Yes, because ha. it kind of did suck when somebody would be making two grand, and then one guy that had the bowling alley and he only made two hundred. And but that's uh, I don't know. I could I I know why it would cause a lot of animosity because it's the same thing with girls. Like if we got to go home with our own tips, like I would be getting jumped after work. <laughs> Yeah, that everybody has a sign that says Nat, and it's like, I, like it, would, it would be bad. <laughs> it would be really bad. Some venues, that's how they started, though. Like at um, rehab, the girls were keeping their money, and I like the top earner made like over a quarter million. No, yeah, oh, at then, the very beginning. Like, but listen, I mean, like rehab, what they had like a TV show, so that probably they probably had, I don't know, a lot of people going. Yeah, they were like there. the first pool party. Yeah. So, but that was back in the day. Like they could just, they would tip people off, break people off, but and then get to keep back their own in the money. day. It was like a free for all. Like everybody was like doing stuff that you can never do now. I know it just seems more and more and more confined. It is, but I mean, in my opinion, I mean, it's still good. 
I mean, I still, it's great I still, still. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's it like um, dating since you moved here? Mm, dating. I mean, I think dating for me was a little bit different just because I was in a really long relationship when I lived in Reno. And then when I moved out to Vegas, I just kind of wanted just to experience life in general. Like I said, like, yeah. I didn't even know people had that kind of money just to blow on alcohol. So, right. yeah. And then I'm like, wait, these girls make all this money and then they just travel. Wait, what? Like, they do this, they do that. Like, <laughs> it, it was it was a whole... Tag your sponsor. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them don't. Um, <laughs> but it was stuff like that that I just, I, I really wanted to experience things on my own. Like, this was my first time being out of my parents' house. My parents are super um, yeah. traditional. So for them, it was, you can't leave the house until you're married. Damn. Yeah, my parents are, they were strict. I wouldn't even be allowed to go on, like, sleepovers or anything like that. But, what? yeah, there was. It's like that in Reno? I mean, when you're Mexican and, yeah, you got old school parents. Yeah, that's how it is. Keep your ass inside. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so like moving to Vegas, I just wanted just to experience things and I, I ended up getting into a relationship and it was good, but I, it's bad, but I think I just needed to do a lot of self growth mm-hmm. and that's not bad. So that's a good, that's a good thing. It to, is. Yeah. But honestly, Vegas it, you know is hard I mean? because everybody knows everybody. Everybody hooks up with everybody. It's just, it's just shitty, but you, there <laughs> well, is it's a, like that industry is such a small group of people. It is. Yeah. And it is kind of, and it. I've never met somebody outside of work or the industry. I've never gone to like Whole Foods or wherever. And they're like, <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. Like, hey, here's my number. Hit me up sometime. I've never had that happen to me. It's always just at work or um, like at my outings or something like that. What's an outing? Or <laughs> I talked to Nick about that for the host. It's a much different scenario than it is for the your, the cocktail waitress staff or the server staff. Yeah, so I mean, at Marquee um, was different. Uh, my first year at Marquee, we had it every Thursday, where every Thursday we had to go to town nightclub, and all the girls had to be there from twelve to two, and we just had a table with free alcohol, and we just had to have a good time. That's all it was. It was just pretty much having pretty faces at a good table, and that was it. Just make an experience, wow. fill fill the room with energy and beautiness. <laughs> right uh, we're gonna put all the pretty people on this side and i want all the ugly people over on yeah this side i actually right know one of their their tricks is like in their restaurants they always put the pretty people like up in the front so when you walk in all you see is like gorgeous people yeah it's like a trick uh, um what's it what's it like for at encore beach club when you have an outing um at encore beach club it's not mandatory but um mm. our <laughs> ours is at excess Sometimes it. Oh, so you stay inside the. Didn't they used to go from club to club? Like, didn't people go visit other venues? Mm, yeah. So, I mean, like, the host sometimes will have to go to like a different property. For us, we would sometimes go to other clubs, but it would be rare because then they would do like a trade where then their girls would have to come into Beach Club or they would have to go into Excess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that was only for like a little bit. And then now we just have outings, like, I would say like once every month. Okay. Yes. No, bad. it's not bad. But honestly, when they do it, you, you want to go and just let loose and just party. It's nice. Yeah, I remember being, um, I think it was my first year at Encore. I was, came in to Excess, and you guys had an outing the same night. 
Yeah, and then it's just nothing but industry people. So Excess is known for like their Sundays because it's just all industry, oh, and then it's yeah. I mean, I think it's fun. It is fun. I, I mean, I'm not working in the in the club industry, and then being told you have to go somewhere. I'm not really a big fan of that, but with the right people and like that was really cool because like my friends from out of town were all in at the same spot, mm-hmm. and, and then they can the, join the all... table. Exactly, yeah. you guys were right behind us, and it was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. this is great. We know everybody. Yeah, it's a good time. And I remember the managers were like behind watching. I was like, oh, <laughs> don't do anything stupid. <laughs> but I'm getting plastered, and but trying and I to think keep we it had, cool. like training. Yeah, uh, I'm not really good at that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so a a couple more questions, and I'll let you enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Um, So what what does the off-season look like for you? Because, you know, you said you do all that work in seven months, and you work three days a week, and I'm sure, like, the goal is to try to make something outside of the industry that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can – a hobby, passion. What what are you doing? What's up? So – this last, I mean, a lot of the times, like, people would travel. I, I wish I would have done that more. But I was always more focused on just, like, saving and trying to put my money into stuff. But Smart. Yeah. I, like, really tried. Which is good, though, because I have absolutely no debt. I have a house. I'm, like, I, I, I think I, I did pretty oh, well. Oh, damn. Yeah. But uh, this last off season, what I did was. So my two older sisters, the youngest one is into skincare. So okay, my oldest sister is a, a big interior designer out here in Vegas. So she's done a lot of like Cosmo work. She's doing Raider oh, wow. stuff right now. Yeah. So damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's, I'm like, I love bragging about her. I'm like, gosh, she's so That's cool. So exciting. Vegas. I mean, to do uh, the Raiders. Yeah. Raiders was a big one. Um, yeah. I'm like, yo, can you get some tickets, some floor seats? Well, I don't know what. there's no uh, fans this year. They I decided. know, it's sad. What a it's bummer. A, the stadium is so sick. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Niner fan, but that stadium Ooh. is awesome. I know, I'll go. I definitely want to go to games just because I love football. Really? Yeah, I love it. I'm a big sports girl. But anyways, going back to <laughs> the off season. So my oldest <laughs> sister... um. Since she's an interior designer, Roxy, which is uh, the second oldest, she, like, is obsessed with event planning, weddings, all of that. Oh, nice. Um, But growing up, my mom would always throw parties. My mom was known for that. And my mom would try to decorate and make it special for everybody. And my sister was talking to her. She goes, why don't we just do, like, an event planning? So we all kind of got together. And then this off-season, we were working on that. So we came up with a name, did the licensing did everything and then slowly started to push it and luckily um we got like a baby shower and then we started to get all these gigs and then obviously quarantine the uh, covid hit yikes. and a lot of stuff got canceled but it was fine i mean we did like five events and we had just started so it was nice wow. and then trying to get the word out i i still need to post about it because i was waiting to build up the instagram a little bit more mm-hmm. so then put it out there but now I just got to put it out there because obviously with everything going on, it's kind of hard to get um Yeah, it's hard weddings. to get noticed without saying anything. Exactly. So I got to I gotta put it out there. What's this called? What do you guys what, – what's the, the thing It called? is Threefold Events. Oh, so cool. There's, there's three of us and Word. we're sisters. But, yeah, it's nice because we all bring something different to the table. I think I do a lot of 
marketing part of it where I, I'm the one out meeting people. I'm the one getting clients and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then Roxy's great at the organizing everything. Uh, she's really good at, she knows all the vendors. And then Diana, she has a really good eye with like, I don't know, sometimes if we have an event, like we'll pick a certain shade of, I don't know, let's say for the napkins. And she'd be like, no, this goes better with this. Like, oh, it, yeah, it's great. Her, yeah, her eye is definitely That's way cool. more advanced than ours. So it's great. Um, yeah. So right now we got a wedding coming up, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, yeah, going into 2021, people are ready to celebrate. Get back into it. It's based in Las Vegas, yeah? Yes, it is. But we can do anything. So if you want to get married somewhere, I mean, we could definitely travel. Hey, that'd mm-hmm. be dope to now you start traveling and getting paid for it. Yeah, you let me know. <laughs> do you guys have, um, because of the quarantine, the virus and all that stuff, like shutting down, it, did it affect you like at work this year? I haven't really talked to anybody about I have. Yeah, less people I'm, and all that stuff are you like trying you'll come back into it next year full swing again i mean i hope it's like that i definitely want to do one more season because of yeah. everything that happened um it's i mean this year changed for everybody everything yeah. every everything changed um i think going into next year will still be a little bit slow for the beginning but i hope everything kicks back up and everybody's ready to just go back Rage. to normal life yeah I think a lot of it has to do, obviously, with the vaccine, but we'll see. If they say you got to take a vaccine in order to come back, are you taking it? If they told me I had to do it to work, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Give need, me my money. I need, I need to work. <laughs> uh, but in the beginning, I don't know. I've, I've honestly never even taken a flu shot. Yeah, I don't fuck with that either. So I have a pretty strong immune system, but... Mm. I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. Right. We're just all kind of like playing it by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I hope you guys like this off season when things like pick back up, especially have you guys thought about any, is there a way to do like virtual events? That no, ridiculous that's definitely think about not it. anything I would even want to get into. No, well, I love... it's the future. <laughs> no, it's not. Online. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, I mean, look yeah, at, I think look for, at esports. I think for a lot of stuff, but you really think that no, you need the crowd. What you think like UFC is great right now, like have like I mean like like let's say sports in general, like you need mm-hmm. to have the fans. You need to have that yeah, energy yeah, there. You I need to have you. all that. Yeah, because like you want to play in front of your home crowd. It yeah. counts for something like to play at home versus playing somewhere else. So that's why watching like the NBA and all that stuff right now it just seems like I'm watching like pickup games. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of strange. Can you imagine if somebody? I mean, if somebody asked me like, "Hey, I want to get married and I need to have a Zoom call. Can you guys put it together?" Yeah, of course, I'll make it happen. But there we go. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> You're not, not gonna. gonna st- I'm not gonna base the business off of that. Off of yeah going like if somebody wanted like especially as things are more virtual like if i wanted to set up for my conference call or whatever like that's i don't want to do that shit i don't want to set it up and make it look all pretty i don't have green screens and all that stuff you know, yeah to, we could do that welcome to the future we can make it happen okay my last two questions for you madam mm-hmm. um for girls that are 
say, you know, how you came to interview. And luckily you ran into Tiffany Hill, who was like, oh, girl, we should just come back. And, you know, everything took off since then. What advice would you have for girls who want to work in the industry? Like, what should they come prepared with as? Do not get discouraged (laughs) and just go out there with full confidence and do do the damn thing. That's it. Do the damn thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's the biggest thing. You just got to have the most confidence in yourself. Go out there, have a huge smile on your face. And don't pay attention to the smaller bikinis that are around you. Do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> you catch a bunch of guys with sunglasses on inside the nightclub. Like, uh, <laughs> what's going on in here? But yeah, that's okay. definitely my thing. What about for um, guests who are coming in? Like, what, you know, if you're, you help start the party. So what advice do you have that for people that are coming in to party? Like a bachelorette or a bachelor party coming in. What's advice that you would give to them? Oh, my God. Just have fun. The biggest thing is just have fun. Um, yeah. it's Don't, like, we have people coming in. Like, they bring in a book. I don't know why the hell you would bring in a book to the club. I just want to read. Yeah, we have people like that. It's the weirdest thing to me. But, yeah, no, just come ready to party and spend money. And, and leave everybody money. Yes, but I mean, that's the biggest thing is that you have to take care of your server because she's literally taking care of you for hours. This isn't a restaurant where you come in for an hour and she just refills your drinks a couple times and brings your bill. Like we are busting our asses off, like serving you in heat. And yeah, it's just you need to take care of your server and the buffer. And security and this and that and them. Everybody just. You need everybody, to come with, everybody, right. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, well, cool. Is there anything else I'm missing? Uh, your favorite part of the job. What's your favorite part of working in this industry? My favorite part of the job is the experiences that I create for the guests. Uh, that's well said. <laughs> but that's me being on, like, truthfully honest. I love... When people leave and have a good time. Yeah. Dope. Well, I think that's everything. I've been waiting to talk to you about this because you're yeah, the goat. That's actually very true. And because I, from knowing you at Marquee, you know, like I think your first year, and then to knowing you five, six, seven years later. Do you think that changed? No. No. That's what's, that's what's awesome. That's why I wanted to talk to you. I was like, you're still the same. I think more people are taking your lead instead of like at the beginning, you're very not quiet, but just kind of, Hey, I'm here to do my thing and make sure I don't really like mess it up or, or I'm here to learn. Now you're kind of the same. It's not like you're like crazy outgoing or anything. Um, you know, like your social, social media, like I, I see you on there, but hardly. In comparison to the rest of the people. So you need to step your damn game up. I need to fucking step it up. Yeah. Because people are interested. Are they they though? I don't know. No, I definitely definitely do need to step it up. I do. I was always like, should I post this? No. And then if I'm like on vacation, like I'll take videos and pictures. But that's just just more for me. True. But these days, I mean, 
you, especially with a business re- revolving around. Oh no, that has that's like that's one hundred percent why I need to just get more out there because I do need to take advantage of the fact that I meet people all the time and social media nowadays it's it's you and people see that and they think they automatically know everything so yeah you got to put it out there well you better get to it mm-hmm. dope well thanks for jumping on the podcast Natalie. i really appreciate it i'm excited to let people know what you're doing because you're I'm, not telling anybody so i'm excited. putting it out there for the people's <laughs> you you hit me up if you oh yeah like a lot of people don't even know but like if guys want to propose or anything like that you want to plan a dinner we do everything oh really like a just wait like um is that more like a like if i need services like in the city anything. or something that like word yeah so if you want to plan like a romantic dinner somewhere and you want it to be like decked out in flowers or just make it extra special yeah we do anything people think like oh like it's my girl's birthday i'm just gonna do this but it's like no you can make any event extra special did you guys help with uh sandra no Um, that was all her boyfriend yikes i just saw the videos from that shit i'm like what they're doing burning man for real no, that was actually really cool. But no, that was all her man. So they're actually really lucky. They were friends with um, a DJ out here, DJ Shift. Oh, yeah. America's. Yeah, America's man. So um, they have like all these toys. They got Justin art. Is his name. Uh, I didn't even know that. Haha. <laughs> so he had like an RV and then he has um atvs and they had bikes with they added lights to it and he dj'd so he obviously had all that so since they're really good friends and they had somebody else that had an rv Mm -hmm. they put it up and then her man was like i want to do something special my girl's always working um her birthday lands on like memorial weekend oh so she never gets to celebrate she never gets to celebrate so yeah he wanted to make it extra special and he's like i'm gonna do a burning man theme for her but yeah he killed it that is dope. Sandra's dope. America's dope. I was going to interview her. I knew her from the Palms, too. I'm going to interview her. You should. Oh, my gosh. You know everybody. It's crazy. Like, these small groups of people, and then you find your way throughout the industry. It's not really that big of an industry. Mm. I mean, no. it is, but it's not that Everybody big. knows everybody in some way, or if not, they end up meeting each other. Like, you're one person removed from everyone, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's very so. true well damn i won't keep you any longer this is awesome i can't wait to like throw it up there people are gonna be like yes finally natalia <laughs> they're gonna know everything that they're gonna be like yeah yeah no they're not they're gonna be like dang this girl's a g <laughs> what what this girl wore granny <laughs> <laughs> that's one piece of advice you didn't say hey uh don't come wearing uh granny panties to no auditions flaunt, in a bikini flaunt your- that's your one shot. This is how you get, you got 30 seconds to make it. Yeah, exactly. And now they film you guys doing that little like boomerang slash like the, the slow motion. Oh, that's like, 360. No, that's more for you. But yeah, it was actually really cool. And the, the wind does this or actually now I followed along and did the same thing. They set up where you can do like a mini photo shoot. Yeah, and... there's just like photo op opportunities during yeah, auditions exactly. even if you don't get hired no you post that thing club. so it's exactly they're geniuses 
Yeah. Whoever's in charge of marketing is like, well, we might as well take advantage of this. The club's not open, but we have thousands of girls posting about the but, club about to be open. Um, a big thing, though, with that is, let's say you feel like you didn't, I don't know, shine that well, like in the face of um, auditions when they ask you all the questions. If you mm-hmm. post about it, um, to you, managers are like going back and seeing like who's tagging. And they yeah. get a, they they have a second look. Yeah, yeah. You so see their page and their brand, like their own personal brand. Yeah, exactly. So if anything, it's smart if you do post it. But then, like, does it look bad on you if you do a post from every club that you interview at, or no? I mean, if if you've been at a certain club for a while, then yeah. But like for me, I would never post any that I went to other auditions. I would just do. Encore Beach Club. <laughs> yeah, well, at this point, you don't even go anywhere else. No, I don't. I I would want to end at Encore Beach Club, my cocktailing career. Hang up the hang up the bikini and the yeah. wedges mm-hmm. and the tan lines. The tan lines. I don't yeah. have that problem. <laughs> All right, Nat. This is dope. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, of course, this is great. All right, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. If you haven't liked, comment, shared, subscribed, all the things to this podcast yet. I mean, what are you doing? How many times and ways do I got to ask, honestly? So contribute. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's all help, help me help you straight out of Jerry Maguire. You know what I'm saying? Oh, while I have you here, there's a really awesome YouTube channel called Bottle Girl Diaries. Um, that's hosted by a former waitress in the club and it's a visual, it has visuals and these people are funny and they're dope. So please go check that out on YouTube. I don't know, um, the exact name of it. It's the same thing on Instagram, but it's really cool. I really liked seeing people, uh, and having a different perspective. It's just a different energy and it's around the same thing. So I'm showing love. So go check that out. I'll be back next week talking to my man, Nick Cardenas. We get into the hosting game and that one is really good. So they're all really good. (laughs) All right, I'm out. Peace.